You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I'm your host, Rebecca Henson. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to chat about one of my favorite topics and something that I've been doing most of my life, which is journaling. So today's guest is Kristen Bowen, who actually was on the podcast earlier this year, but we were talking about something completely different, and that is magnesium. If you have not listened to that episode, it's pretty powerful, and she explains why we need magnesium, also the best place to get magnesium, which is not through a pill. So I won't say any more. Just go check that one out if you haven't listened to it. But when we were chatting on that interview, somehow or another, journaling came up. And I just remember her lighting up through the phone. I mean, I could tell, you know, through our Zoom chat. She just got so excited. And I was like, we should talk about that because I love journaling. And I've done it since I was a kid. And now I do it for kind of a different purpose than I did when I was 10, but it is such a powerful tool. So we get into the magnesium burn rate and how journaling can help that. We also discuss, you know, how the best ways to hold on to minerals in our body, why journaling can be such a powerful tool. We get into the best notebooks and pens for journaling. Of course, we talk about Kristen's journaling story and how it can be so effective in healing mental health and depression. We talk about how journaling looks different for everyone and that, you know, what works for me might not work for you. We talk about the scientific studies on journaling, burn journal, the legacy a journal can leave to your loved ones, steps to get into journaling, and how it can expose our subconscious and internal dialogue. We also talk about the Art of Journaling course that Kristen offers. We talk about The Artist's Way, which is a book that inspired me and her into journaling even more, and some famous people who journaled. So it's a pretty interesting topic, and I think, like I said, can be very powerful in healing us mentally and then, of course, physically. So without further ado, here is my chat with the lovely Kristen Bowen. Hello, Kristen. Welcome. Oh, so glad to be with you. We had a little bit of a twisty ride to get on the same room together, but we held in, we persevered, and we did it. And we conquered. (laughs) Zoom. We did. We that, was, that was the first time that I have dealt with that. So I was, I was sweating a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> we made it work, but I'm so glad that you were joining me again. This is so fun. Oh, I'm really glad to be talking about the topic that we're going to I talk know, today I because know. a lot of people don't love it like you and I do. A lot of people don't. And so I, mm. I have an end goal and my end goal is for that person I see you right now who's listening, who thinks, oh, I don't like journaling, that we can maybe bring them over and share with them some tools that will really help their magnesium burn rate. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you asked me right before we hit record, um, 
you asked if I was a journaler and I have been a journaler for most of my life since probably the fourth grade, although that was a little bit different type of journaling, I feel like than we're talking about today. But in general, I have journaled, written down my feelings, my thoughts, those kind of things, day-to-day activities. Um, But those are so fun to to go back and read through. (laughs) Okay. I have to ask you, did you have a journal that had a little lock and key? Oh, of course. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So my granddaughter just got a journal with a little lock and key. And she was so excited. And she said, Grandma, no one will be able to read my journal. And for those who have already kind of tuned out while we're talking about journals, I found over the years after working with women that the reason that many of them don't like journaling is someone crossed that boundary. Someone violated their trust and read that journal. And so if you are an adult listening right now, I promise you it will have lifelong consequences for you violating that trust. That journal needs to be a private space sacred that they can put anything they want down with no consequences. It needs, and when you cross that line, there's a lifelong consequence that that person pays that their trust has been violated and they pay that price for the rest of their life. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. I mean, you see it depicted in movies all the time, right? That like the big brother or the big sister gets a hold right. of somebody's journal the and then mom. exposed it. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. Never Absolutely. And it, I interact with women on a weekly basis and they're like, I don't like journaling. And in the beginning, that really threw me because I thought, my goodness, it's such a powerful tool for me. Why would you not like this? Like it helps me to keep my magnesium burn rate low and my mental health strong. And as I started asking questions every single time so far, the women that I've worked with, there's been that violation of trust. It's just not worth it. It's not worth the little bit of insight that you would gain to break that boundary line and violate that trust. So if that's happened to you, someone who's listening right now, if that's happened to you, it shouldn't have. And healing happens. And as you take those micro actions and steps, you can get back to a place of recapturing the power of journaling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully nobody ever read my journal. If they did, they didn't tell me. So I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's not as bad, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they got so do, you, do you have a favorite journal that you like to journal in? Um, right now I just have like a, it's like a fun notebook because I, oh. I do more, you know, um, I think we talked about this, um, on the, on our first podcast together that, uh, what is that book called? The artist way that that was where we got that. Yeah. That's where, yeah, I started it back in it. And with a different approach to journaling than I had done before, you know, that book is right. what inspired me to do it a little bit differently. And so I, I have, it's kind of, it's a bigger notebook than like my smaller journals that were like kind of, you know, cute and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I but always it, like to find out what people journal in, but it does make a difference. I mean, it's still pretty, you know what I mean? Because I think we talked about <laughs> notebooks and things like that and how we yeah. obviously have similarity, a similar love for paper products. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, different papers even have a different feel when you're journaling and writing on them. 
And I the have, pin makes a difference too. Let me talk uh, about oh, that. Oh, <laughs> what kind of pen do you use? Um, right now, I don't even know what this one is. It's just like one that we had gotten. I mean, it's it's just so smooth. I don't know. Oh, or like a pilot. Pilot G2 has the smoothest. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> and they come in different colors. Yeah. Pilot G2 is Pilot my favorite. I think oh, it's head. a Pilot. Yeah. It's a G2. G2. Now I'm questioning if it's, if the brand name is Pilot, but a G2. But if it's G2, I'm sure we can find it. We can find it. And that. it has the smoothest flow. And when you get in that flow with your pen, your thoughts will start to follow that pattern and the flow starts to happen and the insights that start to happen when you've got a pen that just flows. Oh, so yeah. Pen, I'm a pen snob. The pen, me too. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would always have the newest pens, you know, like in school and then people would take uh -huh. the pens. Anyways, um, but yeah, and I've found that if I, if, I, if I try to journal and I can't find my favorite pen or a pen that writes really well, I will end up just stopping. Like, I just can't, I can't even do it, you know? It just, it gets stuck. It just doesn't yeah. flow, you know? Now, I have had to switch my notebooks that I use though. So I used to really go for um, the visual of what the outside of the notebook looked like. And I have different notebooks that I write different things in, different journals. But storing them became harder, the, you know, because I've got stacks upon stacks upon stacks of notebooks. And so I've switched over and I only write in moleskins now. Oh. And so they have that beautiful paper yeah. and they stack very easily. They have a little pocket in the back. They're beautifully crafted. And that way the storage of my journals. And now I go, and sometimes they'll do a limited edition that will have a little bit of flair to it. Mm -hmm. But now I go, can I stack that in my box and keep the order on my journal? So I've, I've really changed mm -hmm. and how I write in them, but it was the storage because some would have cute buckles on them and oh, some no. would wrap and it just got That's to be terrible. a pain to store it. So I'm, I'm now a moleskin that stacks very well on my <laughs> bookshelves. <laughs> I have some of those little moleskin. I have small ones. I don't have any of the bigger ones. I should get some of the bigger ones. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're beautiful. So what is your journaling story? Like, how did you, have you always journaled? What is, when did you begin? So I wrote down, I, I don't even think I knew to call it journaling. Um, but I would write down, I had adverse childhood experiences and I would write down when I was sad. And so for me, I, I saw that as a sad, heavy part of my life. I didn't see it as a healing part of my life until I was in my teens and found some of my journals. And I was able to read back through them and realized and recognized I've grown. And that cemented me to journaling because I could see the growth that I'd had in some different situations that had happened in my life. And that excited me and that hooked me into journaling. But I was very limited in my scope. I, I didn't take different approaches. I would just sit down and journal. And now I have so many different ways and types and forms and questions depending on what I'm needing out of that journaling session. So I've, I've been hooked for a long time. Oh, wow. So there's journaling, like a different formula sort of. Oh, to, absolutely. Yeah. Journaling is for me, one of the most powerful tools to help me keep 
my magnesium burn rate low and my mental health high. And I am someone that depression has been a part of my journey and experience since I was a young girl. And so any tool that is so simple that I can put in my purse, carry with me anywhere I go, that I don't have to make an appointment with someone else to help me, that is a great tool. And so journaling is a part of who I am. For me, it's a daily thing. It happens daily. Now, some days it might be one line of gratitude, but it happens daily. That's how, that's how much of a tool that an important of a tool that it's become to me. Do you do it at the same time every day or no. is it? Yeah. I do have a very specific when I wake up in the morning, those early morning right on your mind when you're in that place between the subconscious and the conscious and waking up, I do like to write a couple of lines. So I do do that every single morning. Sometimes those lines turn into a more exploratory if I have the time, but sometimes it's just one or two lines that I can capture for what that first thought I love to know. And so I call that my first thought journal. And so it's a very specific journal that sits by my bed and it's, I just have always referred to it as my first thought journal. And so I know when I'm looking back through that journal, these are the things that I was waking up with. These are the things that my body was thinking about and processing during the night. And so that's a very different journal than writing. For example, I use journaling to really focus and help me process through when I'm angry. I was never taught as a little girl what to do with anger. And so I just pushed it down. And that's not healthy. That's not a healthy pattern. And so that first thought journal is very different than the journal that I use to process when I'm angry about something that's happened. So how many different journals do you have? I mean, you have them for all different. I do. <laughs> now, now, I'm not saying to be successful. I, I want to make this really clear. True. I am not saying to be successful in journaling that you have to do it exactly <laughs> like I do. Yeah, yeah. Because I do have yeah. a lot of different journals. I am saying don't give up. Find something that works for you. Maybe... The only journaling that you'll, that will be of a benefit to someone listening right now is writing one line of gratitude every day. One simple line, I am grateful for, and then you write out something that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is your step into the world of journaling. And that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who has, it's such a powerful tool for my mental health that I have really dug deep and different ways and I'm constantly learning and, and figuring out, Ooh, I really like this or, Oh, you know, that one's not serving me anymore. And so I think the important thing about journaling is making it fit your lifestyle and making sure, because I think this holds women back also in that they think of journaling and they think of being in a room that's beautifully decorated on a couch with a blanket with the fireplace going and their cup of favorite whatever and then that's when you journal and please know i don't think i've ever journaled like that and so ask yourself what is my vision of what journaling is supposed to look like because 
a lot of times women will have a very specific and they don't journal because that's not happening in their life. Mm -hmm. There is no specific way to journal. I have journaled on post-it notes. (laughs) Post-it notes can be a great place to journal because not only is there benefit in writing down, but there's benefit in reading it at a later date. And so journaling is the gift that continues to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do a similar thing. Not necessarily posted notes, but I have lots, like I said, I have lots of notebooks and I have some that are smaller that are more so that I use for like to-do lists and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just somewhere that I'm like, I have got to like my emotion, like whatever's going on in my mind, I have to get it down in paper right now, you know? Capture. And you that helps me feel so that. much better after. Yeah. And yeah. so- I do the same thing. I have a small little moleskin that goes in my, I have purses that I rotate amongst and each one of them is pre-set up that it's got that journal in to capture. I call that my aha journal. And it's like, oh my goodness, I need to write that down. I need to capture that. I need to make sure I follow through on that or I need to learn a little bit more about that. And so each one of my purses has a journal that will fit you know, just a little notebook. Yeah. Um, I have learned to always make sure I date those thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And so some of them don't have the date and putting the date and where I was at, like I was in the car waiting for blah, blah, blah. And that helps to bring back that whole moment of that aha moment. Put writing down where, where was I? Was I waiting for my husband? Was I about to pick up a grandchild, where did that insight come into? And so that's just a little tip that helped really develop those aha moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just in general, you know, like I was saying about writing with a pen, I mean, it's so different than, you know, typing it on your phone or typing it on a computer. I mean, there's just something so much more therapeutic about, you know, pen to paper, like old school, you know, natural. And yeah. Rebecca, I got, so I thought, okay, I am just into this journaling thing. And I want to be, I'm what my kids call a technical immigrant in that I know that there is this beautiful language of technology, but I'm not very well versed in it. I'm, I'm not, I'm constantly learning about it. And so I just thought, okay, this is it. There are so many apps and different ways. And I'm going to learn how to be more technology, have more know-how in technology. And so I started using an app and you lose the benefit of processing and connecting your right brain to your left brain if you're not writing it out. And so I spent almost eight or nine months and my depression went up my anxiety increased, my sleep decreased. When I brought my journaling back, all of those things went back to where they were at. So there is that old school pen and paper, moving your hand, processing from the right side of your brain to the left side of your brain and connecting that has a deeper power than doing an audio recording and uploading it. Now, my husband and I, that being said, my husband and I do have on Sunday, we do a little journal for our grandchildren, what we loved about our interactions with them that week. 
And so we do just a quick little video. We say their name. We tell what we love about them and something that we love that week. And so we do do that in an app because they can get into that app and see it. And so I'm not saying those apps are horrible. No, they have, they have their place, but if you are wanting journaling, like I want journaling, that it increases you holding on to the minerals in your body, it increases your ability to have more magnesium to keep you healthy. It decreases depression, anxiety, then that old school pen and paper journaling is the type of journaling that that we need to focus on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is like proven, you know, people, everybody's like, show me the data. I mean, I'm, is there, oh, there's, probably, so, there's many so many studies. studies on this, right? Yeah. There are, in fact, there is, let me pull this up. I actually have a couple of pulled up. If they go to positivepsychology.com, there are so many studies linked on an article that's called the 83 benefits of journaling. And so they can go to that website and see all of the studies that just back up how powerful journaling is. And think about it. It's so portable. Mm-hmm. It's, you can do it almost anywhere. I've journaled in an airport. Okay. I've journaled in a bathroom stall. I've, I've journaled so many <laughs> different places. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you, it's just so, it's such a simple, yep. Yeah, powerful tool. And I think sometimes we overlook it because of its simplicity. We want this big, fancy, dramatic, and really in actuality, it's those small, simple, powerful tools that put us in that place that we want to be. That's like everything in life. I feel like, you know, all the simplest things that are the most powerful, we're just like, oh no, it can't, it can't be that because it is so simple. Like that can't, right. that couldn't be that helpful because it's so it simple. It is though. It uh-huh. is. Yeah. It, and, and when I say a lot of times I'll share with, I'm very open about my depression and that I experience it and people will, okay, yeah, she's got depression, but I, I want people to understand it's like black hole, take the oxygen out of my life it feels like all hope is gone type yeah. of depression. And so anything that will help bring me out of that mm-hmm. is powerful. Yeah. And so never, ever forget that those simple tools are actually the most powerful shifts that put us in that place that we want to be. Absolutely. I've experienced that. Um, and I've definitely experienced depression. And I feel like my... I am the way my, my mind is wired definitely can go to that place. Like I, I, I had never really recognized it until I got sick with an autoimmune disease, which I think we talked about before, but, um, and I, at that time, like when I was trying to heal, I was mainly just focusing on the nutrition aspect, which I think is huge. And it's a very big component for, for everyone really. But, but there is I, more, isn't there? <laughs> there is more. And, and that was what I, you know, later discovered and would lead me to finally, you know, healing my body. But part of that was journaling. And I have, I have tons of, so at that time I was just journaling on just, it was just college rolled paper, you know, it, with the three rings. And I, I still right. have a lot of those, um, but try, but getting out those emotions at that time when I was going through so much tra- like healing trauma and physical trauma and mental trauma, um, was so therapeutic. And I mean, was absolutely part of the reason why I was able to heal, you know? 
One thing that I find with women, because I'm always asking my clients, why do you not like journaling? I want to know the why behind it. And they'll say, because it, it's something that I don't want people to read. I, you know, I, I don't want. And so I have, <laughs> I have a different kind of journal I do for that. It's my burn journal. And there are things sometimes that I write out that I do not want my children and my grandchildren reading over. And so I will write it and literally sometimes burn it mm. or I will shred it or I will wad it up and throw it away. And so just the process of getting that out helps me to see things with more clarity. And when you have more clarity, you hold on to that magnesium mm -hmm. more strongly and you have more health in your body because of that. You're and expelling so, it. Yeah. You're just yeah, like you're expelling rid of it. those negative thoughts, whatever it is, neg negative emotions, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And it's interesting when you were talking about the college rule notebook, yeah. my father-in-law had 63 boxes of college line notebooks, handwritten journaling. And so after he passed away, I watched all of his kids my husband and his siblings, I watched them go through those journals and you know what they were looking for? They were looking for physical evidence of what their father thought of them. Oh. And guess what? He didn't write anything about them. He wrote about his internal experience yeah. and he used his journals very much to process. He was an alcoholic and so he used it to help conquer that alcoholism. He was very successful at that, the second part of his life. Yeah. And so for those of you listening that are leaving a journal to be a legacy, because I have journals I will leave to my family that are my legacy, the things that I have learned, the things that I feel are of utmost importance, make sure you're talking about those people that you love. Oh. Yeah. And you're communicating to them because there was, I think there was one line for my husband. Oh, there was, no. I think, three lines for his only daughter and the other son got one line also. It just, his journals weren't for that purpose. Right, right. They were to help him fight his internal demons. Right. But I watched that sibling group just search for evidence of what their dad thought of them. And again, out of that sadness, I realized the power, the legacy that a journal can leave to the next generation to be reaffirmed from a parent, how treasured that child was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I have journals. <laughs> I have journals that are specifically my legacy to my children and why I love them and those specific things that I love about them. So that when that day comes, that they're looking through my journals, oh. they're going to have moments of hopefully deep gratitude that their mom and grandma took the time to write out what she loved because they're facing hard things. And I, I don't see it getting easier. I see it getting harder. And so I want that journal to be a support and a lifeline for each one of them. Oh, that's so beautiful. I wish that my grandparents had kept a journal. The Can only thing imagine? that I know they did was, well, they wrote love letters back and forth. 
and they they burned some of them because I think they were a little they were a little racy (laughs) I love that it's so funny to imagine because they were they were like um like college sweethearts like this they had this magical you know like love story or whatever and the fact that and you know my grandmother was very proper and all these things so I'm like imagining them writing kind of little and I'm sure it wasn't risque of what like today's risque is but it was risque to them you know right right (laughs) they burned them together they had like a ceremony and like burned them (laughs) so do you have any letters we do have some, oh, we have forth. some, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do have some. Yeah. Well, we have my bunch, husband yeah. writes me poetry for my birthday every year and they are the most, like if my house was burning down, you would say the people and then my, my letters from my husband, my poetry from my husband Gosh. would be the next thing. And so they become this priceless tradition that yeah. keeps a family connected they become a physical reminder of how someone feels about you. They're just, they're so powerful. If you're not journaling, please go grab a post-it note, grab something and just journal, just journal. I mean, just, just imagine in general, like somebody reading like a love letter or a poem that's written on a piece of paper versus one that's on your computer. It just doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same romance, the same, I, it just doesn't have the same feeling, you know? Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I did do, my kids helped me do is um, because we had some water damage where we had our, we had a, um, we really downsized in our life. And so we weren't sure, do we want to keep that? Are we, are we getting rid of too much? And so we rented like a storage unit and there was some water damage that happened. Oh. And my first, when we got the call, oh my gosh, my, my poetry for my husband, like, and I called my son, he was in the same town. And I said, please, I know it's the middle of the night, run as fast as you can. Those are irreplaceable to me. And so we did upload them um, into the cloud so that if something were to happen, but there's nothing like holding that that paper that he wrote that poem on, you know, that poem to me. So you uploaded them as in you just scanned them or you, t- yeah, we well did, that's, yeah. but you can yeah. still see the we handwriting. Just, yeah. So, yeah. I can still see the handwriting, the paper, yeah. the, he, he must've been eating something because you can <laughs> see on the one side, there's some kind of sauce and he can't remember, oh but there's some kind of sauce. So you can still see the stain on the paper. So we just scanned it and yeah. uploaded that to the cloud so that we wouldn't, we wouldn't lose that. But yeah. holding it is different than looking at it on the screen. I mean, I'm the same way with like books and things like that. You know, I don't, I, I, I love that people are reading more and if, you know, Kindles and things like that makes them read more, that's great. But I just can't, I just need, I want it in my hand, you know, physically. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say your, your, t- your top tips, like somebody who has never journaled before, like how, how do they get into it? You know, I think one of the simplest things is just write down something you're grateful for. Yeah. Just, I think that's the simplest way. It's a way that doesn't, some people, so for example, if someone has experienced, if their background is similar to mine, that there was a lot of adverse childhood experiences, they might be suppressing some things and they're concerned to journal because if you've been holding all of that down, mm. journaling can feel really scary because it might open it up. 
So focusing on something beautiful that you're grateful for, someone that you love, and just writing that down. Mm -hmm. And I do, one of the classes that I teach, um, I gave them a challenge and I said, I want you to just write down every day one thing. And we're not going to do any big grand gestures. That's, that's the only thing I want you changing. And I want you to see what changes happen in your life. By focusing your brain, when you think, oh, what am I grateful for? All of a sudden, your brain starts to scan all of the things that happened in your day, all of the beautiful, good things that happened in your day. Every single person in that class was blown away by how much their life had increased in positive um, experiences because they were focusing on more positive things because it's easy to complain like, oh, this or that. And what we focus on grows. And so when you focus on what you're grateful for, it grows. Now, it's not that it totally annihilates the hard things, but it's really nice to have those positive things growing at a faster rate than the hard stuff is. Totally. Yeah. So I think that's one of my, my very favorite ways. I do have, I, I want to share can I, can I share a new one? Oh, of course. So um, in, in my program, I have, um, after I teach the class, they can go to an online learning portal and I'll, I'll pull the books and I'll just do a quick little review of the book. You know, here's a book that if you want to dive deeper on this topic of vagus nerve, or mm. if you want to understand more about the power of breath and your breathing, here's a really great resource. Out of all the resources I've read, here's my top three favorites. And then I just do a little synopsis on that book. And I am a reader and I read a lot and I always have. It is my superpower. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the women had commented, we are a little overwhelmed with all the books because we, we get excited to read them, but we just, we like, how do you process that much information? And so one of the things I was doing that I didn't even realize was quote journaling was how I read books. Hmm. So for example, if I'm reading a book, I will grab, and I love this. I don't know what size of post-it note that is. It's not the little square one. It's a little bit longer. I don't know, maybe five by seven or five. Yeah. Uh, A little bit bigger post-it note. And after I've read a chapter of that book, I just write down the three key takeaways Smart. in that book of that chapter. Mm-hmm. And is what that does is it gives my brain a hook. And on that hook, it puts those takeaways. So that way, when I'm out there living life and wanting that optimal health and energy and peace and goodness and all the beautiful things, when I need that, I've organized it on that hook and my brain can pull that information and I have access to it. And so it's a way to keep all of that information more organized so that you have the ability to recall it instead of just throwing more information because we can get information overload and Mm. get overwhelmed with all of the information out there. So just by reading a chapter and then thinking, okay, what were the top three things that I I want to remember about that chapter? Mm -hmm. And then I take the post-it note and I put it right in the book. And then the next time that I open that book, 
that information is right there. And visually I read it and I uptake that. Oh my gosh, I remember that. And so it's just a simple way to journal about the books that you're reading. Well, then my daughters, all of my kids are readers. That was all of them love to read. My daughter picked up a book that I had been reading and she said, mom, this is like reading the book along with you as she was reading my notes. And so we started a thing amongst, we just do it, all the girls in our family, that we pick a book and I'll read it and I'll do my post-it notes and then I mail it to the next person and they read it and then they add their thought and then they mail it to the next sister and she reads it and then adds her thought. And then it comes back to me and I have a history of everyone's thoughts of my daughters that have read that book. And it has been the sweetest way to connect over that book and to know her insights and what she pulled from that book are completely different than the ones I did, you know, her being in a different stage of life than I'm in. And so when I saw how powerful that was at connecting us at, we were talking about it, it just, you know, this last year in 20 and 21, we're all feeling so disconnected. And that process is increasing anxiety and decreasing magnesium. We need that magnesium to have optimal health. And so I realized that simple post-it note and a book was keeping my family connected and allowing us to get a glimpse at what was important to the other person. So I, that, that's my new, um, every book that I read now, I'm just Love making that. sure that I take those three things away, whether it's a fiction reading book or whether yeah, it's ask. a hardcore health book. I'm doing it on all of the books that I read because it's helping me remember what was important to me. And some books I scan, some books I read deeply, and some books I go back to and reread. And I have a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my health and, books are like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, I want to know all this really well. I want to be able to like spit right. it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so those little post-it notes in that book are helping me when I, when it's one of those books mm-hmm. that you go back and reread, it's helping me go to a deeper level because the first time around I got here the second time around, I understood a little bit more the next time around. And so those little post-it notes and the journal of that book have become incredibly powerful. That's a great, that's a great idea because a lot of times I will read a book, especially, you know, a, a health or science book. And I will take notes, but on like random pieces at like bigger pieces of paper, and then they get lost or then I find them. And I'm like, what did this go to? I don't even know. It's just like some random you know, right. facts it's, or something. It's not in context. Yeah. And so the post-it note keeps it in context yes. with what you were just reading. And sometimes it won't make sense to me, but I can go reread that chapter and then right. go, oh, there's mm. that insight. And I can define that a little bit better. So it's been one of my favorite tools in journaling that I realized I've been doing for a long time, but I never considered it journaling, Journaling. but it is, it's journaling your thoughts. And so don't think that journaling has to be in the perfect room with a fire blazing and a blanket on your lap. 
some of the most powerful journaling for my family is post-it notes post-it in a book. Note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I you don't even have to have a fancy journal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is fun too, but... It is, it is. <laughs> and that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic of of journaling is the collection I know <laughs> of, of notebooks specific journals yes <laughs> my mom and I are both the same way I mean I could I have a stack of four journals notebooks right here and then I mean it does get a little overwhelming because I can't find the things that I'm looking for because <laughs> I'm like which journal oh. is it in I don't know <laughs> oh you know what else I do let me tell you what else I do let, oh I can pull one out right here so I'm a post-it note <laughs> and you can buy little tabs. Oh yeah. Buy little tabs. And then you can just write one little word for what sums it up so you can go back and find it. I do this, I don't do this in fiction books, yeah. but in my books I'm studying where I have that same desire. I want to know this. I want this to be so cemented in my knowledge bank that it just pours out easily. Yeah. And so these little tab markers are yeah. my favorite because I, I can see, oh, this is on adrenals or this on hormones and, and my little tabs. That's so a great a, Yeah. A collection. A little yes. I have a little collection of tabs. <laughs> collection of tabs. Well, I have a bunch of them, but I haven't used them since college and I haven't even thought to do it like that. I mean, duh. Why would I not do that? There's this kind with the little loose tabs. Yeah. And then there's also the ones that are are much more rigid that you can write on that's a little sticker that 3M makes. Yeah. And so I haven't determined which one I like. I still use both of them, but I love the little tabs, especially for studying. It it really helps you go back to what you need to go to, find Mm -hmm. it more easily. Yeah. I'm going to go to the office supply store basically after this call. (laughs) So I'm a Staples girl. I am a Staples girl. And when I go into Staples, I have to think, okay, calm. I know. Kristen, calm down. (laughs) There's so much paper products and pens everywhere. What am I going to do? (laughs) To look at and just because they made it doesn't mean that you need to bring it home. And my husband, I'll, I'll say to him, I'm going to Staples and he'll say, what's your plan? plan and what's your budget (laughs) (laughs) be like try to stay on track try to stay on track (laughs) yeah I did that the other day I was at Staples I had to get um boxes for shippings and they just they just know it's just everywhere I just (laughs) I was on a time limit so I wasn't I did I didn't didn't uh cross over to the other side but (laughs) You know, there's one more thing that comes up for journaling that can be a real um, block for women. And that is journaling will expose how strong your subconscious is. So for example, if you're journaling and then you go back and read it and you beat yourself up, oh, why did I think that? Why did I say this? Why did I write that? My writing's not good enough. It's going to expose how negative your inner dialogue is. And sometimes we don't want to take responsibility for that because in taking more responsibility for that inner dialogue, we have to do something to change it. So that's another thing I see really blocking women Mm. because journaling will shine the light on how negative your internal dialogue is, how hard you are on yourself. Now, 
I look at it a little bit differently in that I get excited because I know once you recognize how negative that internal dialogue is, you cannot create help when you're beating yourself up at that level. It just doesn't go hand in hand. And so then we can start to create some changes and take some micro actions to walk away from that. But it stops a lot of women because it really amplifies that internal negative dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in the in the Artist Way book, I think she had recommended not reading back on any of your journals for at least, I don't know, two or three years, I think. I think she had a couple of years and that makes sense um, for that. I mean, I try to always write affirmations. So I kind of, the structure for my journaling is I, I just, you know, freehand, whatever comes to thought, what usually is what's going on. I mean, kind of like, this is annoying me (laughs) or whatever, you know, getting out that kind of stuff. And then I do, I end with gratitudes and affirmations, which I think affirmations are super powerful, whether or not you believe them in, you know, in your conscious mind or not, just trying to to retrain your subconscious to believe them, you know? Absolutely. And that negative, negative there, talk that can, that is so, and we all have it. I mean, yeah. you know, and we don't even realize, and some people's is more strong than others. And if, and if you don't, I feel like if you, if you're not aware that it's happening, it, it just kind of compounds, you know, and just gets worse. I always thought to be healthy that I had to completely rid of, rid myself of that negative dialogue. Yeah. But now I've learned for me, and this might be different for other people, for me, it's not so much I'm completely annihilating the negative dialogue. I'm learning not to give it weight. Right. I, I don't give it weight. It's not in control. Yes. I have more power than the negative dialogue. I, right. I, I call it, I'm the big boss. Yeah. I'm the big boss of that. And I'm yeah. not, I'm yeah. not. And being aware that it's not you also, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a separate like just follow, it's just like meditation or anything like that. It's not about shutting off your thoughts completely. It's about right. following them, being aware of, it's just an awareness, you know, being yeah. aware of them. And did you know that journaling increases your ability to meditate? Oh. Yeah. Some really cool. great studies on that one. Journaling right. increases and it balances your brain waves for meditation. Ah, yeah, it's a sense. powerful tool. So powerful. Yeah. So you said you don't, so in the morning you met you, I'm sorry, in the morning you have your, I'm not trying to copy you, but I kind of want to. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm like, I'm going to try this. Take it, use it, make it work for you. I call it it my first thought journal. First thought journal. And so it's by the side of my bed Mm -hmm. and those eyes pop open and I just grab my journal and just write down whatever, whatever is there. And it's, I like to do it, um, you know, I don't get up, turn the light on, brush my teeth, and then go back. It's literally, I wanna, you're in bed. I want to do it in that place between, yeah. you know, that, that, there's that kind of like groggy still. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was I dreaming about? And sometimes um, I'm not one who remembers what I dream about. Um, but since doing that first thought journal, I am aware oh, and remembering more of my dreams. And that's been a really powerful tool in my healing with my adverse childhood experiences. It's been very powerful to tap into that remembering what my dreams were about. And so I don't, I don't get up and, and do, I don't take care of the, 
happy. I don't anything. I literally, I'm waking up. I'm still in that la la land of sleep and, and start doing it. I love that. I'm going to do that. And then later in the day, it just, you just kind of, now later in the day, I have more structured times. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm someone who, um, I write out like what I want to happen. Um, Mm. so for example, one of my big dreams, I wanted all of my grandchildren, all of my children, all of their spouses on the ocean and experiencing that, that, that peace, that connection that I experience at the ocean. And so for almost two years, I wrote out what that would feel like, what it would look mm-hmm. like, what people would experience. And then it was two years ago, because once those kids start getting in graduate school and their careers, it's really hard to pull everybody together. Mm-hmm. And it was two years ago that we were able to do that. And we had everybody. And I looked around and I realized everyone's here. Like, oh my goodness, I'm living what I have been writing about in my journal. They are all here there. And it was, it was one of those, it was just a profound moment to realize I've been writing about that and now I'm living it. And those things that I wrote about and that experience of my family being connected was experienced in real life. And so that's something that I make sure that I'm doing. What do I want to experience in my relationship? What do I want to experience in my business? What do I want to experience with my clients? And I write as if it's happened, Mm. not like it's going to happen, but as if it's happened. So that's one way that I journal. Um, I do a lot of writing because I I write a lot of emails. I write, you know, I, I do lots of content. And so writing is something that flows throughout my whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you manifested it, you know, I mean, affirmations are, can be manifestations. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the more as, as people are, um, if anyone is going to do that, remember that when you're doing that the more of your senses that you can, what it smells like, what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it sounds like, what it feels like, the more of your senses that you bring in, the more powerful it becomes. Yes. I'm going to do that. I don't do that. Other than like the affirmations, like physical, I do more, I mean, just affirmations that, yeah, that aren't, that, that are not that direction, but that sounds. Yeah. Bring in those senses and you, it, the ability that it has to calm your body, even though it quote, hasn't happened in real life yet, the ability that it has to connect you to that experience is powerful in your writing. Yes. I love it. There's so many ways. So, so many different ways, so many different tools, so many different questions, we could, we could just go on and on about it. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> true. Um, but you have, a, you have a course in journaling, right? I do. Yeah. It's called The Art of Journaling. And that. in that course, we just, we just go over different little ways, different tip techniques. We have different prompts. So there's 10 different sections. Um, one of the things, I just added a section. I'm constantly adding to it as I learn one of the things that I just added was journaling with kids because I started journaling with my granddaughter and there was, um, 
long distance and how we did that and what it looked like and the benefit of that. And so there's 10 sections in there of, let's say grief has happened, you've lost someone. There are some journal prompts. Here's some ideas to help you explore that grief and help you process through that grief. And so there's just hundreds of different prompts and just different ways that you can journal and incorporate it and make you work. Like, for example, we have the power of why and how to journal through the power of why and how that can take you and help you understand yourself at a deeper level. Um, we have a section on how to tap into your own creativity. I always wanted to be creative, but I wasn't creative like the women around me. I don't sew. I don't quilt. I have deep respect for that creativity, but that's not my creativity. And it was through that journaling that helped me tap into how I'm creative. And mm -hmm. so it's just all the things I've learned about journaling over the years in that program. Mm, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we hadn't, we didn't talk about the creativity much, but that is, I mean, like I said, you know, we had talked about the, the artist the way, way, which, yeah, which, <laughs> and, and a lot of people Such think like, oh, well, I'm not an artist. Like, you, you know, I don't, neither am I. So I don't paint like, and a lot of people say that, but I mean, every day we're doing creative things, whether or not it might not be painting on a canvas, but I almost didn't read that book because I thought, oh, I don't draw and I don't yeah. paint. And I'm so glad that somebody who, said to me, no, yeah, you it? have to read this book. It was a dear friend. Yeah. Yeah. A dear friend. And she yeah. just said, no, it's so much more than painting and drawing. And I'm like, okay. And it's yeah. what, that's one of those books I go back and reread. I, and I was about to say, I need to reread that book. Yeah. Um, it's, it's mine is very thick with the post-it note insight, <laughs> but because of those post-it note journal insights, I feel like that's why I've been able to get more out of the book mm -hmm. because I'm building on what I've already learned instead of re-skimming the information. I can yeah. take a deeper dive. Yeah. And it's different than just taking a highlighter and mm -hmm. like highlighting sentences, you know? Yeah. 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 You're yeah, making when I was, it your own. Yeah. When I, and it just kind of solidifies things into your, into your mind. You know, when I was in, when I was in university, that's the way that I would study was that I would like rewrite things over and over on these like really bright colored papers and things like that. And it just cemented it in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Talking oh, about I've loved it. I love talking journaling. I know. I love that you love journaling as much I as I do. <laughs> I'm even more pumped about journaling now. I'm like, I, what have oh. I been doing? I'm not a true journaler. I need to journal. Oh, more. yes, you are. <laughs> no, There's just so many different ways. There's just... And it looks There's different just, to everyone. And I get, and I, and I get that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I want. That's in talking about the art of journaling. That's what I want people to understand is it's not that you have to do every single way. Yeah. You just need to find a way that works for you mm -hmm. so that you can experience that increase of holding on to magnesium. Because mm -hmm. when we have better balance on the inside we literally are controlling how our bodies hold on to minerals. And so I, it's, it's not that you have to do every single way from yeah. my art of journaling course. It's just, I want you to find your way that mm -hmm. decreases that stress that brings that connectivity into your life. Because when you're in that place, you are operating at a completely different level than when you're 
coming from a place of stress. The other thing that journaling does for me is I didn't realize all those years that I was trying to get healthy, trying to get healthy, and I felt like nothing worked. I was in fight or flight. Mm. And so all of the things that I did, my body wasn't even able to incorporate or benefit. And journaling is what helped me get out of fight or flight and into rest and renew. And so it's, to me, journaling is so connected to your health. And then we have a whole section too, and this is one of my favorite sections mm -hmm. on the energy of money and how journaling is connected to money and how as you start journaling about money, it can open the door to increase the flow of money. And what? so that's one of my favorite. Oh, that's a whole, oh my goodness. Oh, that's, what? Tell it, me more. <laughs> it is. It is so powerful. And so we have a whole list of prompts in there, huh. um, things that we've done in our live classes that have really helped women break through the barriers that they have around money and how it increases. In fact, mm. I was talking with a lady yesterday and she said, her name's Sarah. And she said, Kristen, guess what I have coming? And I said, Oh, tell me, I could tell it was exciting. Cause she was just yeah. lit up. She said, I have a brand new sauna that I pay cash for. And I looked at her and I said, good for you. And she said, those journal prompts on money changed my life. Wow. It's powerful when you process and you bring connection to your thoughts and beliefs about money through journaling, how it changes when mm. you change the internal experience, it changes the external experience. And she said, I always, you know, I, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I have to coupon for this. I have to coupon for that. And she said, I had the money and I paid for the, for the sauna that was the top of the line, the one that would benefit my health the most. And it was because of those money prompts. So yeah, there's, there's lots of different things and ways to journal and ways to break open. It's about your health. It's about, it's about your mental health. It's about your physical health. It's about how financially, how you show up in the world. And there's so many areas that journaling benefits. So many. So I looked up some famous journalers. Oh, and I know. Talk to me. I know. So the, the list was Queen Victoria. Was Marshall, she a journaler? Apparently she was a journaler. Oh, one of my favorite movies is about Queen Victoria oh, and her really? love story with her husband. I didn't know she was a journaler. Okay, Apparently keep going. She, she's keep a famous going. journaler. Um, okay. and, the, and then the rest are kind of not surprising, I guess. Oscar Wilde, Henry David okay. Thoreau, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and Benjamin Franklin. So yeah. And then there were some other females on the list, but I didn't know who they were. So I was like, I'm going to look those I up. I love knowing about Queen Victoria. Oh, I, yeah, I love knowing that about her. What's yeah. the movie that you like that she's in? Um, it is, I think it's called Victoria. I can't remember the name of it. It's a time period piece. I love it. And it talks about, it's, um, oh, it's, oh my goodness. She's an English actress. And I just love her. Is it and newer she plays or older? Victoria. Um, it's maybe five, seven, ten years okay. old. So it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna find older. it. Yeah. And it it goes into um, how after her husband died and the mourning that she went into, and they had an. 
incredible love affair. It's, it's just a wonderful, I, I will get the name of it and I will email it to you because I want you to add it in the show notes. It is one of my, my husband, my, my husband enjoyed it also because oh. it's got history involved in it. Um, because when I brought it home, well, this tells you how old it is. I think we, we got it on on DVD from Netflix, you know, back in the days when they used to send oh, you yeah, right. part of the movie. But I, when I brought it home and he was like, oh, I'm not too sure about that one. I said, no, there's history. There's history. You'll love it. But I'll get well, you the name of it. Maybe they made that movie because she had had all the journals that they could read. Could have. And knew, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. Oh, I love that. She was a journaler. Yeah, she was a journaler. I love journaling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for loving journaling and being open to talking about journaling and the role that it plays in our lives. It is, journaling is the reason my business is where it's at. Journaling has helped empower my voice and as someone who didn't have a voice as a young girl, for me to say, I have a voice and I'm comfortable with that power, that's come about because of journaling. So wow. I, I love it. I powerful love journaling. Tool. It's so powerful. It is such yeah. a powerful, simple tool. Yeah. So thank you for letting thank me you. go on and on about journaling. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Okie doke. Peace and plants. Isn't Kristen just the most lovely human ever? I just think she's so freaking nice and compassionate and just a kind, kind human, which we need more of those on this planet, that's for sure. And I hope that that episode inspired you to either A, actually journal, (laughs) if you don't journal, or perhaps it has given you a new direction for your already journal habit that you have. I definitely have created new ways of journaling after talking with her, you know, and it's definitely helped me when I'm reading or, you know, just getting my thoughts down and out. And it's, you know, such a powerful tool. So I will put in the show notes, her website, Living the Good Life Naturally, where you can read her blog, order some of her products, um, or get involved with her journaling course, perhaps, if you want to get even more direction for your journal habit. And also in the show notes will be the promo code for transdermal magnesium to get 10% off, which is such an amazing magnesium soak. Um, Again, if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. It's one of the best. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. And until next time, peace and plants. Peace and plants.